0: This is, this is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. Touchdown!
1: This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. Yeah.
2: And on ESPN 97.5.com. Yeah, we made
1: it. You am just talking. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Presented by my book. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Vice camera action.
3: Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline on a mysterious Sunday. I guess that's the way we'll start it. But hopefully you're with us because... Over the radio, we're not contagious, and then we're going to rock for the next two hours as we do every single Sunday with the guys next to me. I'm going to start with the statistician, my partner in grind at Josh Jordan 97.5 is where you can find him on Twitter. Josh Jordan. What's going on, Jerry? We made it. We are here. We are in studio, and we got
4: some breaking news to get to. So, hey, we actually have a little bit of sports to talk about. Good day to
3: have a show. Hey, we do have some news. It won't be Corona Radio, as we've had to deal with in the last few days with the shutdown of all types of sports. We'll have a little bit of NFL news because – a lot of news broke this morning, something that we've been waiting, something that we've talked about on this specific show, the CBA. And we're going to get to that and what the implications are going to be for both sides, whether you were uh, someone that agreed with it. Not that you have any taken this because we talk about players that were on both sides of the fences and what it means for both sides. We'll talk about that. We'll get to the guy behind the glass, the one that... Always looks healthy. The one that stays healthy, and the one that's going to keep us in line for the next two hours, rocking the jams from ten to noon at Carlson Radio's. Where you can find him on Twitter, Andrew.
0: Good morning, guys. I don't feel quite so healthy this morning. It's not the coronavirus. Don't worry. I did something to my back. I don't know if I slept the wrong way, but you know, I'm I'm 25, Jerry. I'm getting up there a little bit, and uh, got, got some back problems coming in this morning.
3: Can he play? That's all we <laughs> right? need to know. But, hey, all you need to know, is, like I said, for the next two hours, the phone lines are open, 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975 is where you can find us on Twitter. Hey, reach out. We got a little bit of everything for you. We're going to talk uh, the uh, dreaded corona. We will talk about that some, but we're going to talk about the CBA first because that's what matters, some some news in your sports world because I know by now you're tired of turning on the TV and looking at this quarantine or or two quarantine. Quarantine or to not Um, looking at the scoreboards on ESPN, just going by and thinking, man, today was the day that these teams would have played or today's selection Sunday. What a, what a terrible way to be celebrating selection Sunday. So let's get to something that we actually have news for the CBA passes. The votes were um, not too much a drastic, I say 60 is the number that they say 60 more votes to yes, for the cba but now we have news now we have um i guess the plan going forward now we know that there can be a 17 game season now we know that there can be um the ex- the the extended playoff format these things can come in fruition what are your first thoughts man i'm just excited because it means more football i'm i'm okay i, I
4: want the extra game i i want the bigger playoff structure i know Look, I know you're going to kind of water it down a little bit, but I'm cool with that. I'd rather have it, you know, an extra week to gamble. More football for me is better. I know the the product may not be quite as good, but I'm excited. What do you think?
3: As a gambler, everything that you mentioned for me as a fan, I I yes, thumbs up. I just don't want to how do I say, make it feel uh, greedy maybe because I'm not the one that puts on the helmet, right? Yep. But then at the same time, let's talk about the guys that put on the helmets now or the guys that put it on in the past and maybe felt that they weren't getting enough help from the, you know, from the uh, incentives or, or old, let whether it be um, medical, you know, just anything that they felt like the NFL wasn't giving them old. Now the old players are going to get more from this new CBA that's got to feel great for them. It's got to feel good for the guy that doesn't make that top dollar money because we know that Aaron Rodgers and those type of guys were opposed to this CBA. But what if you are one of these kickers and you've seen a lot of kickers and a lot of those type of players come out and be very voiced on it and saying, we do like this. We need to take advantage of this. How do you feel as far as that if you were in those locker rooms? I'm, I'm okay. Look, you have to vote in
4: your best interest. You know what I mean? So, you know, if Aaron Rodgers wants to vote against it, because that's in his best interest, what is it, that that Week 17 game, he's not making nearly as much as he's making in other games. Oh, my, Rodgers. So, you know, if he wants to vote against it, fine. But for the players that it benefits to where they're making more and the deal's good for them, then you need to vote for it. It, It's like anything, politics or, you know, sports, you know, vote in your best interest. And
3: just like you said, like anything, the rich get richer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The owners are going to make more money, obviously, because – Yeah. Another game that's going to bring more money. But so are the players. One and a half percent increase is what they're going to see. Now we talk about the expanded uh, playoff format that can go into play next year, but then it takes to the following year for everything else. Okay, so
4: that's what I wanted to get straight. In in 2020, this upcoming football season, will Week 17 happen? Will they or will it be 2021? 2021 for the okay. Week
3: 17? But next year they can ex- extend the format of the playoffs, and all they're doing is adding one to each side, and then the number one seeds would have the bye week. I'm cool with that.
4: You know, I had, hey extra football. I know. You know, this past year, what the Steelers would have maybe made it and the Rams, and neither one of those teams felt like they could win the whole thing. But, you know, an extra week of playoffs, you know, it's exciting for me. That's the best time of year anyway, so I'm looking forward to that. It's it's going to be really interesting. I'm glad they got this done because at least we don't have to worry about another lockout. You remember that, right, and, you know, worrying if we were going to miss games, and now we don't have to worry about that.
3: Now, a lot of people were think saying that if you voted no, Then you were basically saying, no, I'm ready for the lockout is basically what it came down to, because if you were to if this was to go, no, a lot of people around the league, there was a lot of talk saying this might be bad because the owners aren't going to take this too well. And some players said, well, it doesn't matter to me. I'm, But then again, look, like an Aaron Rodgers, back into the career, made a lot of money. What does he want that extra game in a season? And he's suffered from injuries these last few years, right? So what, what does that benefit him, someone that's got money in the bank? So he was thinking, man, we let him off too easy. Let's push this back. But word around the league says that if this would have been pushed back, it would have been trouble. Now, for the NFL's purposes, I think that they needed to get this done as quickly as possible. That yes, because of we know how financially everything's crashing right now, and you know, TV deals need to get done, and a lot of money needs to be moved. And until the CBA was done, a lot of those TV deals weren't getting done. Now they can go ahead and ink some paper down and say, whatever happens financially right now, we at least got some ink on paper. Yeah, no, no doubt. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you. I'm glad it passed. It, it it brings up a lot of things,
4: though. There's you know, uh, there's a lot of effects that come from this happening like the Cowboys now. Amari um, Cooper is going to become a free agent. They only have the one franchise. That's what we should talk about now that the CBA's passed. You only have the one franchise, you don't have the transition tag. So you can only pick one guy that that you want to keep. You know, they got, you know, Byron Jones, they got Amari Cooper, they have Dak Prescott. So it looks like they're going to franchise Dak. I'm guessing they're going to try and get a long-term deal done with Amari Cooper. That would make sense. Randall Cobb's a free agent. I mean, so really, they only have Gallup at receiver right now. So this is kind of sending, you know, ripples through the NFL with there only being the one franchise tag. This, you know, can impact the Texans going forward, you know, when they're thinking about negotiating with Deshaun Watson. You know, with Laramie Tunsil, you know, if if they can't get a deal done with him and he plays this last year of his contract, they only have the one franchise tag they can use next year. So there's... There's a lot of takeaways from this.
3: Yeah, the implications on any team that was kind of on the they're on the edge of what do we do? Do we franchise tag this guy? What are we going to do? Are we going to resign him? What do the Tennessee Titans do with Ryan Tannehill and then Derrick Henry? And see, that's another thing that happens right there that we we have to
4: look at. And it's going to be really interesting because we know they're kind of hot after Tom Brady. At least we're hearing rumors about that, right? So now they only have the one franchise tag if they want to use it on Tannehill or if they want to use it on Henry. But it might make sense now to, to go after Brady. And here's where we're going to know is by the 18th, Brady... By 3 p.m. Central Time on the 18th, we're probably going to know if he's going to go back to New England or not. Because, basically, they're going to have to take a big, you know, cap hit of dead money. The Patriots are around $14 million if they don't sign Brady. And then if they were to sign Brady after that, they're going to have to take that hit and pay Brady on top of that. So this is going to be really interesting to see. That's the main deadline. But we start on Monday with the legal tampering period, which is tomorrow. So, and we remember every year, you know, you see all these so and so agrees to terms. You know, they can't sign yet, but a lot of these deals they're done.
3: So that's the next question: Did they want to wait for the CBA to get done to get the answer after midnight tonight, uh, th- this morning, to to make the next decision of the league because it would be a bad look? Yeah, and a lot of owners already come out, and uh, even some quarterbacks have come out and say, "There's no way that they're gonna they're going to allow this." season to start the actual start of the football season um I don't think that it, they can start on time I think maybe during this show we're gonna hear something uh the uh, the main objective the purpose the focus was to get the CBA done I know that yeah. that was it now that it's done now you can start worrying about the other things but okay let's say for someone like Tom Brady for example what does this do to him as far as his offseason, if it's cut short, say that the season is pushed back and say that he does go to another team. That's terrible because that's less time for him to get, you know, used to things at a new system and that and to get used to him. Same thing for Bilicek. If Brady leaves, obviously someone else is taking that those snaps. That guy's got to get some time, especially to make it work in a Patriot system. So it just it's bad all the way around, and, and I just hate to see it. But as of we know right now, just for example, when English Premier League gets early next month, is the soonest that we'll see it. Basketball NBA said at least a month. No, it, that's where we're at. And the
4: NFL draft, we'll see if that actually you know goes down the way we anticipate. I think they had like when they did it in Nashville last year, there was like a half million people out there. You know, that's not happening in Vegas in a month from now. You were going. I was. And I mean, I still have a flight, but I I just don't see it happening. And and, I mean, being in a casino and touching the same cards as everybody else and the same dice and, you know, being in a room with that many people. And if you're at the draft with a half million people, I can't see. You saw all the stuff in Vegas. They're closing buffets. You know, some of the, the casinos are closing right now. We'll see what it's like in a month. But. I mean from what we're hearing this is going to get worse before it gets better.
3: I saw reports it's uh it's sad to see these these numbers some of these big time casinos they got 8% occupancy rate coming up that means 8% of the rooms are taken so then yeah. what is, what happens there you figure oh no that's fine the casinos has money well then the next statement that's released is they're releasing people you know or I'm yeah. I'm over here talking in football terms no they're firing people they're they're letting them go okay um That's just the harsh reality of this. There's going, that's why I tell people. And that uh, everyone has their own thought, and we're going to get into that. Again, the phone lines are open, 713-780-3776. I'm not on either side of, let's blow this open, let's go buy all the toilet paper, but I'm also not a guy like, hey, let's be nonchalant, and I'm going to go to Vegas next Wednesday anyways. I was supposed to leave for March Madness. Um, I canceled everything, although March Madness is off. Some people are still going out there. I'm in groups uh, for the March Madness that we were all in and people all around the nation. These guys are saying, I'm still going out there. No one can mess up my Vegas trip. Yeah, no, I get it. it. Look,
4: you have to make your own decision what's best for you, exactly. right? And, you know, the, no judgment either way. You know, do what you want to do. And, you know, hopefully we'll get through all this. I am excited, though, because it's been tough in the sports world the last few days, you know, to have stuff to talk about besides coronavirus. So I hope the NFL doesn't push this back because the tampering period starts at 11 a.m. this Tuesday. That's day after tomorrow. You know, we're going to see contracts get negotiated, and we're going to hear where certain players are going to land. And I want that to talk about. You know, I, I, at least NFL free agency is fun to me every year anyway. Now it's the only thing going on if it, if it actually goes on as scheduled. So that's going to be something to watch this week. We will have some some big names switching teams. And, and that also has, you know, fantasy football and gambling implications too, depending on where these players go.
3: And this specific free agency period because it had names that we've grown accustomed to being centerpieces of their franchises. Phillip Rivers. Yeah. You know Tom Brady when you start thinking of those type of names moving to other teams then you know that the dominoes fall behind them and there's going to be changes to their old franchises I, I'm i curious to see what happens. I hope that they do the right thing. I'm not sure if the right thing is to push it back. I hope they figure it out because if they're pushing that back you can do the draft over the phone and conference calls we could go right. old school with this they'll figure out a way to televise it still they'll figure out a way to get cameras into a room where the franchises are located and i know they'll figure out a way for us to be able to see something visually not exact players no one's going to get pushed into the water as, as everyone was predicting in vegas right but for now this is all we got we have some news we have some people this week that uh, have gotten cut some some tight ends out there some news in the Texans organization we're going to get to all of that again the phone lines are open 713-780-3776 I've been gambling in Russia I've been gambling in Mexico a little bit Cambodian soccer I got a little bit of everything of that on this show don't worry we're going to cash some tickets together I got a huge bet in Mexico here Moneyline ESPN 97.5 Twitter. Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline97.5.
0: Hey, this is radio station W S We're taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true.
1: Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish... You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on
2: ESPN 97.5.com.
1: Presented by MyBookie. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome
3: back to Moneyline, 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open for you on a beautiful Sunday morning. Whatever you want to get off your chest, whether it be coronavirus, whether it be your are uh, missing of sports, that empty feeling in your heart right now. Whenever you turn it on on ESPN and you say, what is going on here? Why? Uh, not that there wouldn't be bowling on right now in an offseason because that's what it was. But if you catch yourself wondering or or contemplating on betting the bowling, that's when the problem starts coming in. Because I've caught myself yesterday and and not to I've, I've gambled in pretty much all soccer leagues, but there's a there's a line. And I crossed the line yesterday, and I caught myself in Cambodia betting <laughs> soccer. I mean, some of these guys aren't even full time soccer players. One of the, I always tell you, you look at these teams that are from these small countries that they're not full time soccer play- or, or soccer isn't putting uh, meat on the table and bread on the table, so they have to be fishermen half the year. Yep. So you're you're a fisherman seven eight months, and then you come back and and train for four months. <laughs> Bet against them, you know, and that's what you're looking for in a lot of these little leagues. So I'll be throwing out for whatever it's worth. Now, Mexico, it's funny because as much jokes has been made about the coronavirus in in Mexico, they're still the only ones playing. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're talking
4: about keeping, you know, Americans from coming down there and, oh. and you know, getting them. So. Now you want to change the yeah. t- Now
3: Look how quickly things change. Uh-huh. Now you want to keep us out. But no, all, all jokes aside, um, they're still going. They're playing in empty stadiums, but they feel like it's going UFC. It went off yesterday. Um, they're still going now. Dana White came out after and said, The show is going to go on. Don't be scared about Khabib and Ferguson, a fight that's been caught off plenty of times by now. Fight fans are scared. He says that he'll figure out other venues because the Nevada Fight Commission already came out and they said that they're going to suspend fighting in the state of Nevada. So he's going to have to find out where he's going to take his event. He'll find a place to do it. And look, they make a ton of money off of pay-per-view,
4: right? So now if you don't have any sports competition and you're on pay-per-view he's gonna make a ton of money
3: is that w- the only sport or how do i word this one-on-one sports or just that one in particular what sports can work right now um is it even smart to even try to do that one but the problem is they're not testing these guys the guys that even
4: fought yesterday so and then they're you know getting on planes and flying home so there is some risk there
0: i mean Sports is all about the spectator entertainment. And the fact of the matter is, with the way this virus spreads, we're not going to be able to consume and enjoy sports in the way that we have until this threat is behind us. That's that's simply not going to change. So I think at this point it's best to just minimize the risk as much as possible, protect those who are most at risk from this virus, sit out our month-plus of time, let it subside, and then we go back to life as normal.
3: The quicker that we get a hold of it and not even get a hold of it in the sense of let's go empty out the shelves at the at the local grocery store more. Get a hold of it. You know what? Let's just chill for a second. Not be zombies, but let's not go to Sal Padre. Right. Let's not go to a, that Post Malone concert. Like, let's not do those ty- Let's not go to Vegas, Jerry, just because March Madness is off. Yeah, I could still go play blackjack right now. And I, like I said, I had work off. I was ready to go, yeah. taking the wife. But then you start thinking. So everyone else is doing right or thinking they're doing right, and then I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna. Who knows? Let's say I don't pick up anything, or let's say I do, and it's not even that serious because tra- chances are I'm a numbers guy. Then I'm I'm gonna survive, right? That'd be the hell of a bad beat of my age that I caught it and I died. That'd be a hell of a bad beat. But I've gotten bad beat many times in my life. So let's say I come back, but then I don't feel anything and I feel fantastic. And then I come back to work and before you know it, then two weeks later, I did get it out there, but it wasn't that serious. I agree with you not serious guys like, hey, it wasn't that serious, Jerry. But yeah, now, I maybe passed it to somebody along the ways here, and then they have somebody that's old or maybe under some compromised positions as far as health-wise, and now all of a sudden, they are in danger. So it's not exactly us, and it's easy for you to sit, you know, whoever—I'm not pointing at anyone directly. Like I said, it's just easy to sit behind a computer and say, man, it has nothing to do with me. I don't really—I'm not old. I don't really have anybody sick around me, but— then you think, on the other hand, and say somebody that has to take care of uh, of older siblings, and you're thinking, man, it's got to be scary. Like, if you're an older person, I saw a story that two older people were in a car, and uh, they were crying in front of a grocery store, and some lady walked by, and she was just like, what's going on? They were terrified to go in. But some people, on the other hand, are going to say, Jerry, that's a hoax. People are just writing this for, for whatever their own uh, gains are. Again, if we're in a sick-related world, when one guy comes out and he says, "Man, this is not a joke." He was in Italy or somewhere, and he says, "This is not a joke." My grandpa uh, suffered from cancer and whatnot, and and uh, and and he had he is a cancer survivor, I think. And he said, and and he got sick again, and now he's in the hospital. Please take this serious. That's all this guy said. Somebody came out and said pictures, or it didn't happen. <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, are we? A- Yes, you can't believe everything on the internet, but no, then you can't just blow everything off. Again, so I'm not telling you to change your personal beliefs out there. I'm not saying to go buy all the TP, but I'm also not saying go to South Padre. Let's just let's just get this under control. The faster that we take responsibility and just say, hey, man, let's just chill out for a second, the faster we get back to normal. Yeah, at least kind of
4: chill out until we have enough tests to where people can even get tested and know if they have it or not. That's the thing. We just, we don't have enough information. So why not try and not spread it the best we can and, and and learn and, and figure out what the best plan of action is. So I have no problem with that. And, but man, look, people are they're they're worried. That's why they're standing in line outside of you know grocery stores. It is what it is.
3: Yeah, and and like I said, I'm on I'm, I'm I agree with both sides, if that makes sense. The the one side that's being extra precautious, and the other side that's saying, man, it's not that serious because whatever. You find a medium in the middle, and I'd rather be over prepared than under prepared. though. that's one thing that I that I do that I do. It, it say it blows over, and you're saying, man, that was a big hoax. Well, then, okay. I didn't go out and buy a whole bunch of toilet paper. I didn't go out and clear shelves. I just did enough. I did my normal routine, and now I'm still—my normal routine always included washing hands. Yeah. My normal routine, maybe a a lot of handshakes that I'm not doing now— that's pretty much it. But going over blown over things I can't I can't as far as go over that, but I also don't want to say, man, let's just not be precautious. Let's just keep going out. Let's go let's go to Padre right now. Let's go to the Post Malone concert. I don't understand that thinking because no. it's like, come on, you're going to you're riding right into the wall. But also I'm not saying don't go support your local restaurants because those people are hurting as well. So there's a thin line. You got to play both sides. Play it smart. Use your common sense. That's all it is. Use your common sense. Yeah. You don't see it. You can't be seen. If you have it, you can't. I wish there was a marker on somebody that showed an arrow like, hey, this guy has it. Yep. This guy. But there's not that. We're nope. not taking the precautions of other countries where they're scanning your forehead. Alright, temperature, temperature, temperature. So, if we're not doing that, then just play it precautions That's all we can do right now. Don't overreact. Don't take it nonchalantly. Let's just get back to normal everyday life. And that starts with us trying to put a stop to it and cleaning up the uh, the, the problem. I guess we're going to call that. Let's get over right now to the HRNP listener line. We got our man Lamont, he wants to talk to coronavirus. What's going on, Lamont?
2: Hey, man, uh, what's up? Uh, wanted to uh, just give a hypothetical uh, uh, with, with, some, with some gambling uh, involved with the coronavirus. Hey, Jerry, uh, say for instance, uh, someone was to tell you you would have the same odds of winning the Powerball than you do with catching the coronavirus. Would you be happy about winning the Powerball? Yeah. And when, would you really think that you have a chance of winning the Powerball? No, 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 I wouldn't so uh, that, that's what I want. To, uh it, it was a little fun joke. I just thinking about that, man. I was like, uh, if I had the same odds of catching a coronavirus as winning a lotto or something like that, would I be all happy and announces really really no um, the funniest thing to me about the whole toilet paper stuff if toilet paper is like is like the the most important thing that you can think of in uh in in this pandemic. Something wrong with you, man. You can wash your ass, uh, you know, with 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 a shower or something uh, if it just really came down to it, and that's all I have, man.
3: No, for sure. I think uh, it's such a, a copycat world nowadays that somebody saw a few people with those toilet paper rolls exactly. and they said, man, we we got to make a move. And then the next person and the next person, that's how it happens because, to, like like Lamont said, toilet paper is the first thing that's running across your mind right now? Toilet
4: paper? No, it's really strange. you think it'd be... You know, food—we're seeing that you know taken off the shelves too. But yeah, toilet paper and hand sanitizer, of course. You saw that guy that bought up like twenty thousand bottles or something, and he's selling them for a fortune on Amazon. So that's what people are doing—they're picking their spot. But you know, to the to the odds of getting it—that's what it is now. I mean, this thing is spreading fast. And so, you know what I mean? Like those odds are. Are changing every second because you're seeing the amount of people that have it doubling, you know, by the day in now, certain parts of the country. I got a,
3: a good analogy to make. If somebody told me, "Hey, it's the same odds as the lottery," but then they said, "If you do hit it, then the odds of that spreading within the people of you, then that's then if you put it to me that way, yeah, the odds of hitting it are real slim. But if you hit it, the odds of that lottery. Of people coming and asking you for money. That lottery will spreading. It's going to spread fast. If you put it to me like that, it's like, oof. Do I even want to take the chance right now? Do I want to? Again... I don't want to be that guy on either side of the board. Just take precautions because I need basketball back. I need soccer back. I need the NFL season to keep going as conti- uh, as it was planned. But that's that's why they're having to do
4: this. Players are getting it. And if a player gets it, then they have to quarantine the whole team for a few days and they got to test everybody. And then what happens with the schedule when teams are supposed to play, but this team's being quarantined. It throws everything off. That's the problem is when the players get it, it screws up the schedule.
3: This is how we come to a uh, understanding. We're going to send Rudy Gobert to the big three for yep. two years. That's what his punishment is. Moneyline ESPN 97.5 ESPN 97.5 Heads up
1: Heads up Here's another one, You all in my this is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 97.5.com presented by my bookie live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
3: Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open. Anything you want to talk about, it's on the table because the CBA deal It passed, and that affects you uh, as a fan because it can't affect your pockets. Here's why that really, really matters is all these GMs
4: are, you know, free agency starts this week, right, at least the tampering period. You want to know what the salary cap's going to be before you start making offers to players. So now we know what the salary cap's going to be with the CBA being ratified. So now you're going to see GMs and teams really be able to put together you know, fine tune these contracts, what they can afford to offer certain players. They know what the salary cap's gonna be. It's almost a 200 million. What'd you say, 198
3: or 198. something? 198.5. Like it's up from 188.5, 10 million. That's something that the owners wanted to see and players as well, because that gives teams more space to work, more money. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, there's more games, but yeah, there's more money, and some players and teams needed that. Now, if you're Jerry Jones, what's your priority right now? Dak. Cooper because if either of them hit the market there's interest as much as bad as we want to talk about Dak there's gonna there'll be interest yeah I mean Amari Cooper's
4: a free agent now I mean you could definitely see a team like the Eagles throw a ton of money at him because you know Alshon Jeffrey's just not the same dude anymore Aguilar's gone they're gonna to have to bring Deshaun Jackson back and Alshon Jeffrey because they'll have to take such a cap hit if, if they cut them but they need a playmaker at wide receiver so I could see them throwing a ton of money at Amari Cooper is
3: Cooper stuck up or down from the moment that he left, that Raiders uniform and put on the Cowboys helmet. Oh, it's
4: got to be way up, man. Exactly. Him and Dak really you know, had a nice connection and we know Amari Cooper, especially his fantasy owners, he's boomer bust, man. You know, He's 200 yards and two touches and then the next week he'll be three for 40. He's just that type of player, but he's an elite number one wide receiver even though he's a little inconsistent, so he's going to be highly coveted.
3: And that's with Dak throwing the ball, yeah. someone that you say it's sometimes up and down where well, that goes along with his quarterback that's up and down in some spots, more ups at home than downs and we saw Cooper's numbers at his splits at home were ridiculous they were and what's
4: what was really interesting with the Cowboys last year is Dak wasn't just checking down as much as he did in the past they were really pushing the ball down the field a lot more air yards with Amari Cooper and Gallup so you know this is something that they want to keep this offense together that's pretty nice because if you're pushing the ball down the field with Cooper and Gallup and I think Gallup's a good receiver too and then you have Zeke coming out of the backfield, so you have to respect the running game. That makes them, you know, pretty scary. And, you know, for fantasy, Dak was – I think he was, like, top three in, in PPR, like four point uh, four point uh, per touchdown uh, – four point per touchdown leagues for passing touchdowns. So I think we're going to see uh, – I think Dak's going to get franchised, and I think the Cowboys are going to try and offer a long-term deal to Amari. And I think he'll end up staying. I think he wants to be a Dallas Cowboy. You know, he went to Alabama. He's used to being in the, the premier programs in college. Now he's playing for the Cowboys on the biggest stage.
3: I, You know, my gut tells me he's going to stay. Now let's talk about a few other players because the Titans released Delaney Walker now we know he's old school. You know I call him old yellow. Yeah, he's and injuries have been unfortunate for him as of the last few years. But is there a place a spot? Obviously, because tight ends that position and there's going to be another one I'm about to mention. That's a that's a position you need to have. It is, but
4: you know he's just he was already older coming into the to last season, and now he's you know, you know even one year older, and he's he's been dealing with injuries. It's a guy like Jordan Reed with, with Washington. You know, a guy that's always hurt. The Redskins are a team since we have been kind of talking NFC East feels like they need everything, right? Everything. You know that you know McLaurin is a is a nice receiver, but you want more around him. They don't really have anything else and you know you got Geis and Adrian Peterson at running back. Eh, you know, we'll see if they stick with Haskins or if they take a quarterback in the draft. They're a team that could that could use a lot and because they're losing Jordan Reed they need a tight end and from you know listening to Lance Zerline on our morning show it's not a great year for tight ends early in the draft so
3: free agency a guy like Austin Hooper is about to break the bank that's exactly who I was going to get to next quote I definitely it definitely feels good to know that there's interest out there for me because the word around the league is if he was going to be available people are jumping on him and now with
4: the the Chargers franchising Hunter Henry
3: that's one less you know, good tight end that's going to be out there. Now, a, a lot of people are inking Matt LaFleur because he was a Falcons assistant yep. right under the Shanahan. Now, he's always been a Hooper fan, and Hooper's kind of inking himself over there like, yeah, I'll go play with Rodgers. And it's kind of interesting, right, because –
4: Rodgers really hasn't thrown a lot to his tight end since he had, like, Jermichael Finley. You remember and they've how long- tried. Yeah, They've
3: they tried to put people in there, and it just hasn't worked. Uh, they tried Cook, remember, yes. for a while. They've tried to put uh, Jimmy Graham. Jimmy the Graham, corpse of Jimmy Graham. And that's because they know, though, uh, is, it, is it does it have something to do with Rogers getting older and maybe the ability to throw that ball downfield because the Rodgers that used to be the Jordan Nelson, Jordy Nelson, or let's even go back to the old Donald Driver days, yeah. you know, in those kind of days, like that, that offense, those, those offenses in Green Bay, they've slowly changed what Green Bay is now as to what Rodgers was earlier in his career. Those are different no doubt about it and we've seen that with you know as Brady got older right is he really used Gronk a
4: lot Aaron Hernandez and and so yeah maybe and we did see that with Aaron Rodgers his pinpoint accuracy is it's diminished a little bit over the last couple
3: we of years we used to say though okay let's go back to a time right after that Cowboys game that playoff game whenever he did that drive when the Cowboys hit the field goal then they came back remember and he drove down and i think they it was like under a minute he threw the ball to J- Cook. Jared Cook on the, down side the sideline. Yeah. Remember that. After that game, we were uh, – I know I was, and, and it was talked about around the you know football pundits, that he was maybe the best ball thrower in football, not yeah. the best quarterback, but the best thrower of the ball. In any given moment, he could make the best throw. Now, does his decision-making sometimes hold him back? It, it did, but then a lot of people were saying at that time that it was Mike McCarthy. So yeah. then – now we got that off of him, so now what is it? Are we going to give him more time with Lafleur? Because we know coming into this season that there was a little bit of bickering about how the play calling was going to be done. But then that's quickly changed. Rodgers kind of let – I, I think they maybe met behind doors. and Hey, let's just meet in the middle somewhere. I'm not going to uh, – this is Lafleur telling him, like, I'm not going to change everything you do. I trust you. Yep. Rodgers is like, yeah, yeah, in his head, like, yeah, I'm changing whatever. He's thinking, I'm doing – I got this. I, I think it was for the best, right? Because – I think defenses had
4: gotten used to the Mike McCarthy offense and what Aaron Rodgers and them did. What, running on third and long? Yes, exactly. So, you know, just uh, some creativity, some different play calls. When a new play caller comes in, you don't have those tendencies. I mean, you can look at what they did at their previous, you know, team, but you don't know what he's putting together for Aaron Rodgers. And look at work for him; They made the playoffs this year. I know they weren't, you know, out of the NFC. I wasn't really scared of the Packers, but they were a playoff team. So we'll see what happens, but he needs another weapon. Devontae Adams is a great player, but they don't have anything else to throw to over there. You know, Aaron Jones is a nice running back, but they need to get somebody else. And, you know, I've I've heard a few different rumors. Who would you like to see go there? I think the tight end would be a good fit, but man, if I'm a GM, I'm not paying top of the market for Austin, you know, for Hooper. I mean, come on, man. He's a, he's a nice player, but
3: you know, I'm not putting him up there like he's George Kittle or anything like that. Another name that when he comes up and you're looking at games, people think, oh yeah, he's on that defense. He can shut you down, but he slowly has faded off Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. He was released this week. I bring that up because it'll transition us to the Texans also and Jonathan Joseph. So Xavier Rhodes, he was due to make 9.9 million in salary. They cut him, frees up 4.8 in cap space. Do you take a shot at this guy because when you think of the name Xavier Rhodes, it still rings a bell. It still brings up like, oh yeah, he's like the Chris Harris, you know, one of those yeah. names. You think, man, I can make space for him. I can make room for him, but on this specific show when we were handicapping certain games, we think Xavier Rhodes ain't the sh- shutdown guy. At one point, he was ranked 90th, I think, out of 111 that they had ranked um, defensive backs. You know, as fantasy and gambling, you know, guys, we
4: were targeting him, you know, as we wanted our offensive players to go against him this past year. I think he's just lost his step, man. You're right. He had a good run. He's a good player. He's a big name. But you know how it is. In, you know, in the NFL, it's it's just like anything else. Look at the stats. Don't chase the names. You know, there's... You know, there's a reason that they let him go. He's just not a good corner anymore. So, no, I, I'd pass on him if I'm the Texans. And, and on the other side, we, we got to get to the, we know J. Joe is, is leaving, but we've got to get to the signings that the, the Texans had. They had some head scratching signings this past week that we haven't talked about.
3: And to just uh, put a exclamation point on what Rhodes, check this out. For all you guys that say, man, these NFL guys, they need to go out there and play. Don't get your money. In 2017, right after he was having that, that, that big career year, right, he signed a long-term deal. Now this deal gets torn up with three years still remaining. That's football for you. Three years yep. still remaining. He's in the doghouse because they say his Zimmer was mad at him the entire year. Now he hits the market, 30 years old. Hey, there's no love loss here. This is a business as well. you got to take care of yourself. Please, Bill O'Brien. No. Please. D- don't, don't, don't. The Bill O'Brien <laughs> Hours coming up next here on Moneyline ESPN 97.5. Twitter.
2: Twitter.
3: Follow the show on Twitter at Moneyline 97.5.
1: This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5
2: and on ESPN 97.5.com
1: presented by my bookie live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
3: Welcome back to Moneyline. I told you I'd have a bet. I'm going to take you to Turkey, not Thanksgiving type, but the country. And we're going to go to Galatasaray against Besiktas, some of the top teams in the country, fourth and sixth in the current standings. But this is what I see here. Galatasaray at home, n- out of nine games, three and one with the rest wins. And all those wins is come by at least a margin of two goals or more. So at home, they score. Besiktas, yeah, they're ninth overall. But if you look at their record away, one draw and six losses they don't play well away from home give me Galatasaray draw no bet so what does that mean if you look at it right now and you probably pull up your my bookie it's going to tell you Galatasaray minus half a goal 0.5 at plus money that means that they would have to win if they tie the game ties this isn't basketball where there's overtime right They're going to lose. Your bet loses because you have the option to bet a tie. The way I'm telling you to bet it, it pays a little bit less. But if there's a tie, you get your money back. So make sure you click the right bet. Galatasaray against Besiktas, Galatasaray to win. But if the draw hits, you push. Go ahead and hit that right now. I have a few more of uh, these weird bets, but I do like that bet. It's not like we're just shooting shots in the dark here because uh, those are some big teams. So go ahead and hit that now. There you
4: have it yeah this is going to be interesting man and we teased this before the break the deals we talked about with the Texans is them signing their kicker Kimi Fairbairn to a contract extension and then they also sign their tight end Darren Fells to a contract extension the Fells deal doesn't bother me as much it does make me worry because they just took a tight end in the third round uh, wearing and he didn't really play all year I think I think they put him on the injured list early and you know, it, you know he was a guy that was kind of a project with a lot of talent. So we knew maybe he wouldn't pop his first season. But that that worries me that they're already thinking that it may not work out with him if they're signing Fells to an extension. And I like Fells; he's a big guy, he's a good red zone threat, but he's he's not you know fast. You know what I mean? It'd be nice if they had somebody. That's the thing with you know you look at Mahomes versus Watson. Well, Mahomes has Kelsey to throw to a tight end. You know, a difference maker. A, you know, a really great. Player that can, you know, really just eat up the middle of the field, you know, Fells is is okay, but you know he's not in the same ballpark as Kelsey.
3: He had his moments, yeah. In the fantasy world, we consider him boom or bust, yeah. He could get in the end zone sometimes, multiple times in a game, but as far as consistency, as far as having him on your roster and if he was that consistent, a guy that deemed to be a uh, contract extension worthy or re-signing worthy, then why did we have so many split tight ends? You know, And not to say that the formation didn't, but even whenever it was a one tight end formation, he wasn't on the field the entire time. So I'm not sure if that's where you need to put your money, and especially not in a kicker at these, we'll call it trying times, right? Because yeah. not to say that there isn't money to be, spent but it's like this say you were saving up to you and your wife are about to get a new house you've been saving up for a few years aka building up the salary cap saving and you've made moves and and you know you you sold some things in your regular life and now it's time to buy that house and then you pull up with a 1998 Camaro to your house a broken down one though and you roll up and you, your wife's like what is this we're about to buy a house and you're yep. thinking man I'm i'm going back this is my car in high school like uh-huh. this was my car it's like what are you doing you're spending money on something that it's your play. at one point we didn't even want that kicker to begin yeah. the season we didn't even want that broken down car now all of a sudden you're bringing it back up in a moment that we're supposed to to be spending on a new house or spending on the foundation of the texans which now has to be Tunzel Larry and Tunsil. watson coming up soon now you're going to give your kicker top four, 3 money Four years
4: 17.65 million dollars <laughs> And nine million of it's guaranteed at signing for a kicker. And look, and it to me, if you want to pay the best of the best kickers, I get it. That you know, the Justin Tuckers of the world and you know Gostowski when he was great, and okay, fine. But kicker is a position where from year to year it can really get in your head. You can get the yips and you can just kind of lose it, and then all of a sudden you have all this money tied up in this guy and you have to cut him. I feel like kickers almost like bullpen pitchers in baseball, where a guy will come out one year and he'll, you know, Will Harris will, you know, have a great ERA and he'll be great one season, but the season before he had a four and a half ERA, and you know, just from year to year, you you don't really know what you're going to get with you know bullpen guys, and I'm not talking about closers, but kind of you know the middle inning bullpen guys. And kickers, you know, because you miss a few kicks and you lose your confidence and then all of a sudden it's spiraling out of control. And you can't get out – you can get out of this deal after like, – there's a potential out in 2022, but you'd still have a million and a half of dead money. I just – talking about a kicker. A kicker, it doesn't feel necessary. And I don't – I didn't feel great when he was on the field with the game on the line. No, you know I had what a I mean? few jokes early in yeah. the season.
3: That's why when I saw this, I'm thinking, is this a – what happened here because yeah he did hit some after that he started a little slow but when it comes to kickers you don't even want to have that gap and if you start making them top 3 kickers in the league then it's got to be an automatic guy. So when you say kickers Justin Tucker is the first kicker that everyone he's probably the only kicker some people know like they know they don't know anything else about kickers they know Justin Tucker. Yes, he's great. Cool, 20 million, 5 million a year. Cool. Then you got Robbie Gold sitting there at thirty-eight years old, second up top, nineteen million total. He makes four point seven, and you're thinking, man, what were they thinking? But I and guess, he missed games this year due yeah. to injury. And I guarantee you, they they, they 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 uh hate that they made that deal with a thirty-eight year old that he he's unrestricted free agent in two thousand twenty-three. Robbie <laughs> Gold, okay, so by then he'll be forty. You're messing around with a 40-year-old. And then you say, okay, well, at least I know these names. And then you see Fairbairn third. <laughs> Most people are going to say, who is this guy? You're going to see Mason Crosby, Graham Gano, Gustowski. Yep. Gostowski's making less money. If somebody told me right now, I know Gostowski missed a lot of kicks at towards the end in New England. Imagine Gostowski playing l- n- not exactly indoors, but pretty much indoors all the time, the way we open up that stadium. Imagine him p- kicking where the outside elements, because in New England, you're kicking in snow half yeah. the year. No doubt about it. And
4: Belichick wouldn't pay a kicker that much. He just wouldn't. You know, not long-term. And that's the thing that bothers me about this the most. And I think, Andrew, you know what I'm saying? It's the money bothers me, but the four years bothers me even more with a kicker. The problem is these
0: little deals add up over yes. time. It, the, w- when you're spending $3 million here, $4 million here, when you've got $60 million in cap space, it may not seem like a lot. But all of a sudden, all these little deals that are bad add up over time. And it, the fact of the matter is it's going to eat into the space that you should be using somewhere else. You should not be allocating four-plus million dollars a year for a kicker that you thought about cutting four games into the past season. You just simply can't do it.
4: It's crazy. And I heard Fred and AJ talking about this on the Blitz. It's uh, four to seven weekdays. I thought it was an interesting discussion. Do you like the fact that you – here's one side of the argument. Get all the deals done, like the Fells deal and the Fairbairn, get that out of the way, and then you can go attack Tunsell – or do you like the opposite approach where I'm going to wait on these little deals with Fells and Fairbairn and prioritize, get Tunsell done first, and then I know I have him done, and then I know how much money I have left to work with?
3: Which way would you go about it? Um, I would get rid of uh, the, the up top, what's going to cost the most, and then you know how much you have to spread down here. Then you don't probably won't have that much available to give that kicker, but for now, you have to— Put your money where you saved it for that. Buy the house with your wife. Get that. Because if you roll up in an old motorcycle with a fishing pole and and, and a shotgun and you went and bought a, a basketball goal and your wife is thinking, what? I thought we were moving out. Yep. I thought we were moving away. And you're thinking, don't you want to go fishing? And your wife says, you don't even fish, Josh. You're <laughs> listening to Moneyline, ESPN, 97.5. Years of research and innovation.
1: Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston.
3: Pretty cool, huh, Morty?
1: Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today.
2: Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now!